Good morning. My name is Cathy Gladwin and it is my privilege to bring this online service of worship to you today. A couple of weeks ago, Tony said that the service he was doing could well be his last one. Last Sunday, Tony preached a sole nominee for a charge in the borders. They liked him, voted for him and he has accepted their call. When exactly he will be leaving us, we don't know. That's down to the presbyteries. But he is still available on his phone until he goes. I would like to stress that Tony's decision to move was due to personal and family reasons and he will be missed by many and we wish him well. We will be doing our very best to continue to provide the online worship, even if it is repeats from last year if our pulpit supply person is unable to provide a recording. Next week, you will hear the voice of the Reverend Ian Goring, who has kindly recorded a service for us, which celebrates the sacrament of Holy Communion. You are therefore duly warned to have ready your version of the elements if you wish to participate. Let us now come together in prayer. Loving and faithful God, we come into your presence rejoicing. We come to sing your praise. We come to hear your words of power. We come to share your all-embracing love. Be present with us at this time as we come to worship you. Called to be your people, called to walk the way of Jesus, we come with the offering of ourselves and seeking your words of comfort and challenge. Living Jesus, we praise you because you show us that God is love, love which reaches to all people, love which does not count the cost of living, love which never ends. Forgive us when we love ourselves and not you. We praise you because you are the way, you are the way to God, you live the way we want to live, you guide us on God's way of life. Forgive us when we take our own way and not yours. We, we praise you because you are the truth. You are the truth about God. You show us the truth about ourselves. You show us how to live as true human beings. Forgive us when we think we know better than your truth. We praise you because you are the life. You lived life perfectly without sin. You give us the example for life. You help us to build our life to the full. Forgive us when we live for ourselves and not for you. Loving God, help us to respond to your promise and challenge of discipleship and renew us in your service. Amen. Now hear the good news. There is rejoicing in heaven when we return from our sins. Rejoice, O people of God. In Christ our sins are forgiven. Amen. And now in the words Jesus taught us, let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the 
power and the glory forever. Amen. We are now going to hear from Boyd as he reads the poem Keeping On and then a short passage from the Message version of the Bible. A poem Keeping On I've dreamed many a dream that never came true. I've seen them vanish at dawn. But I've realised enough of my dreams, thank God, to make me want to dream on. I've prayed many prayers when no answer came, though I waited patient and long. But answers have come to enough of my prayers to make me want to keep praying on. I've trusted many a friend that failed and left me to weep alone. But I've found enough of my friend's true blue to make me keep trusting on. I've sown many seeds that fell by the way for the birds to feed on. But I've held enough golden sheaves in my hand to make me keep sowing on. I've drained the cup of disappointment and pain and gone many days without a song. But I've sipped enough nectar from the roses of life to make me want to live on. The Bible reading is from Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. The Message I'm not saying that I have this altogether, that I have it made, but I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal, those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we are on the right track, let's stay on it. We live in uncertain times. How many times have you heard that said? Or when things are back to normal? That's very common these days. But I ask you, when are we, in all honesty, not living in uncertain times? Looking back over generations, there have been uncertain times all the time. For some of you, it would have been during the Second World War, then the Cold War, and so it goes on. And that's not bringing into the conversation modern politics and the current pandemic. Again, looking back at what was normal when I was a pupil at the academy more years ago than I'd like to admit, it was normal for all the boarders to, ascend, to attend Sunday worship with the congregation. The pupils split between the West Church and St Columbus. That's not normal now. At one time, it was normal for a single woman to give up her job when she got married, as it was assumed she would be having children. That's definitely not normal now. What I'm trying to say is that normal changes all the time. 
So why do we keep saying we're wanting things to be back to normal? Is normal a place where we feel comfortable, unchallenged, don't have to worry? And are we just looking for that comfortable, unchallenged feeling? And why do we want that? Is it the fact that there is currently a here we go again feeling? I know I feel that, but we've been here before and no doubt in the future we will be there again. So how do we deal with it? Over the past few days, I'm sure most of you have been watching at least some of the Paralympics. I don't know about you, but I personally am in awe of these athletes. To me, they are not disabled, but differently abled. Some of these amazing men and women have never known anything else but their current situation, i.e. born with reduced limbs, no limbs or brain injuries or the like. But many of them have had their situation forced on them by circumstances. As a result of car accidents, they have brain injuries or lost limbs, if not both. Some as a result of illness such as meningitis, while many others have lost limbs as a result of their service in war zones. While I admire them all, it is those who have had to totally adjust their mindset due to injury I admire the most. While not at the Paralympics this year, I strongly suspect he will be in Paris in three years' time, there is a young man by the name of Billy Munger. Some of you will have seen him on the TV coverage for the Olympics, Paralympics, should I say. Billy loved cars and was expected to become a major force in the world of motor racing. At the age of 17 in 2017, Billy was racing at Donington Park. It's one of the UK's major motor racing circuits. Billy came round a corner, overtook a couple of cars and ran straight into the back of a stationary car at 120 miles an hour. Billy now is a double amputee, one above and one below the knee amputations that were, were needed to save his life. Within months, though, he was back at the racing circuit, still looking forward to being behind the wheel and has been racing again in an adapted car. In a recent documentary, he has been trying to find something else he can do other than drive cars fast. He met up with several Paralympians to try their sport, swimming, canoeing and track racing. What came out of the conversations was that although Billy has had to learn to walk again, i.e. a backwards step, pardon the pun, he was firmly looking forward and working out how to do that. He still hopes to race in Formula One. But one of the things that came through his conversations and the trials with the different sports is how hard you have to work to move forward. You can't be comfortable if you want to succeed. You may also have seen an interview with Ellie Robinson, one of the Team GB Paralympic swimmers. She was in tears after her race, not because she'd lost, she'd made it to the final and was fifth, but because she was almost certainly ending her swimming career, but it was on her terms. She had worked through pain in her hip for the past year, 
in order to get to the Games to try and retain the titles she had won in Rio. And the implication from the conversation was that several people had said she'd done enough and just stop. But that's not the way she had become a Paralympic champion. Like almost all athletes, both para and able-bodied ones, they regularly have to stop, go back, readjust and then move forward on a new and hopefully better path. None of these decisions will be or have been easy ones, but these two young people, both under 22, have taken backward steps, but moved forward again, and I have no doubt some of the decisions they have had to make were anything but comfortable ones, but they were necessary. But how do we move forward? I've called this talk One Step Back, Two Forward, because I think sometimes we have to take a backward steps, and sometimes they are forced on us. But Unlike the usual comment of two steps forward, one step back, I firmly believe that we are talk taking the backward step first. Yes, due to circumstances outside our control, but it will give us a chance to regroup again and move forward with faith and courage. But it has to be done together. But life changes things, doesn't it? In the poem read by Boyd, Keeping On, it's anonymous by the way, the author, to me, is talking about taking enough of life to live while accepting not everything goes your way. It recognises that we should look at the positives in life and draw from them, not to get hung up on what doesn't go right. I don't know about you, but we're supposed to dream every night. I rarely remember my night dreams, but I have had and I have dreams for the future. And enough of them have come true to want to continue on that front. We've talked before about how prayers are answered. They may not be quite what we were expecting or wanting, but they are right at the end of the day. And it may be if the prayers are answered in one way for us, it is the wrong way for someone else or vice versa. So how do we come to terms with that? Through faith in God that knows us better, that knows us, knows ourselves, and we are just a small cog, an important one, but just a small cog in a very large machine. We have all been disappointed, all hurt, both physically and mentally. Many have been depressed to one level or another, whether or not we admit it. But then we have been surprised and uplifted by something as simple as the colour of the sky in the morning or the evening, the unexpected phone call or the sound of a baby laughing. Why do babies' laughs always sound so brilliant? Is it the innocence of it? And what helps me may not help someone else. The baby lifts me, but for someone else it could be a reminder of a loss or hurt. But as the final section of that poem says, but I've sipped enough nectar from the roses of life to make me want to live on. The reading puts it more clearly than I ever could, and I'm going to read it again to reinforce it. I'm not saying that I have all this together, that I have it made. 
but I am well on my way reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong, by no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. So let us keep focused on that goal, those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you has something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it. Now we're on the right track. Let's stay on it. We have to recognise that looking back is not necessarily the right thing to do, especially if we're looking for something we can't have anymore. Yes, look back to see what went wrong. Was it something we had done or outside of our control? But look back to learn, not yearn. yearn. What will the future look like? No one knows. But I do know that provided we go forward with positivity and confidence, working together for the good of both the linkage and the community, we will grow. It may be we work closer with St James. It's been a good while since we've had joint services or pulpit swaps. And who's to say it can't happen again? We are, after all, all sisters and brothers in Christ. What can and must happen as we work together in and out of this building, across the linkage, giving support to all the volunteers who will be continuing to keep the fabric of the buildings running, continuing to get information out to everyone, and all support, also supporting all those who will be filling our pulpit in the weeks and months ahead. Yes, we're going back one step, but let's regroup and move forward not just one step, but many more. And we can do this in God's love. Amen. Let us now join with Sheena as she leads us in our prayer of thanksgiving and intercession. Dear Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to come together here to listen to this act of worship. We thank all those locally, nationally and at Presbytery and Kirk Session level who work to make this possible. We think of those of you who are unable or uncertain about coming to church. God be with you and may you find peace and comfort at this time. We pray for those working in areas of health care, in COVID vaccination centres and in all the NHS and social care situations. Sustain them in their work and be with them in their leisure. Be with our governments as they make difficult decisions about the situation we are in. We realise that our perceived problems and difficulties are as nothing compared to those in many countries, for example in Afghanistan and in countries affected by climate change disasters. Be with the people there, and we pray that stability will come to their situations. Help charities working in these areas and give world governments wisdom and compassion. We pray for our church and linkage at this time of change. 
Help us to make wise decisions and to accept necessary change, but to be inspired to move forward to a bright future. We pray again, especially for our office bearers and those with responsibility, and especially for those who have taken on the responsibility of conducting services. We are thankful that our Sunday schools have returned in the last few weeks. Watch over the children there and give their teachers support and help. Nearer home, many of us have concerns over health, families and loved ones. Be with us, Lord, and give us your strength and peace. In a time of silence, we name personally those near to us for whom we have special concerns. Lord, hear our prayers and also the many unspoken prayers in all our hearts. Amen. Let us close this worship by saying the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. May you all have a good week.